Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Consumatious Ant. And me, Andrea. And on the final and twelfth day of the nightmares before Christmas, my true love gave to me a true fucking lunatic. Oh. Yeah. And I was going to sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish... but I won't know, because that's a shit present. Yeah, no. So, Richard Speck... Sink, sink to the drink. Oh. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> should use that as to sync up the audio. Uh, <laughs> we should! <laughs> Something can always be relied on. <laughs> Richard Speck was an enigma, but not in a good way, just in the way of what the fuck. Uh, As he got older, his behaviour got worse. Now, that isn't really, like, that's a statement, and it truly is, because in the beginning, he was bad, but by the end... Uh, he had, yeah, anyway, we'll get to it. Now, we've discussed this a lot on previous podcasts. Now, maybe it was Speck's childhood that ruined him when he was starting out, but he was born in 1941 and he was the second youngest of eight children. His sister, Carolyn, was born two years later but he had two older brothers and two older sisters and there was an 11 year age difference to his nearest sibling and his quite o- a lot yeah his oldest sibling was 19 years older than him so you can kind of see there's no the, the age disparity there that maybe he didn't bond with his siblings as well yeah. so he he fell back to his father who he was said to be really close to now, Speck's mother, Mary, was a teetotaler and a religious freak. Sounds uh, boring. Yeah. Uh, his father, Benjamin Franklin Speck, was a packer at the pottery manufacturer in Monmouth, Illinois. But he died... Benjamin Franklin Speck? Benjamin Franklin Speck, yeah. Originality. Uh, he died when Speck was six years old. Now... Mary would go on to marry Carl Lindbergh, who she met two years after Benjamin's passing on a train journey. Now... Was he related to a man with a missing baby? (laughs) Could be. Now, (laughs) the two... uh, Carl had a 25-year criminal history behind him. He was also an avid drinker who verbally abused Speck and his mother and he moved the family constantly due to being in debt and these were usually to poor neighbourhoods. Now, Speck struggled at school. By the age of 12, he was started to drink and by 15, he was drunk almost every day. So, wow, shades of Dharma here. He dropped out of school by the time he was 16 and he already had a litany of misdemeanors with the police to his name by 1961 at the age of 19 he met 15 year old Shirley Malone at a Texas stair fate and after three weeks of courting 
Shirley was pregnant. Oh, God, they got married. Oh, I was going to say they got married. Oh, okay. That's not quite as bad. Yeah. I mean, it's bad, but it's not quite as Yeah. In na- great swimmers. Yeah. In 1963, at 21 years of age, Speck served his biggest prison sentence to date. This was for forgery and burglary. He had forged a co-worker's paycheck for $44.00. He thought it was also a good idea to rob a grocery store of cigarettes, beer, and three dollars in cash. He was sent in three whole dollars. Three whole dollars. Uh, I mean, I Fucking know it's hell. the sixties, the early sixties, but still, uh, that was still only like what forty quid. Yeah, he was. If that. Yeah, why even bother? He had the beer and the cigarettes. He didn't need to buy anything else. Right. What more does life need? Exactly. He was sentenced to three years and he was paroled after 16 months in 1965. He lasted a week on the outside. He was arrested again after attacking a woman with a 17-inch carving knife. I don't think there's any need for 17-inch. No, no, not in anything in life. Uh, Not in anything. In anything. Not in anything. (laughs) He was sentenced to 16 months for this. But he was released after six months because of an admin snafu. They only saw him serve out his parole violation rather than the assault sentence. The one with the 17-inch carving knife. He didn't finish. Wow. So, by 1966, Speck was in the elite criminal fraternity... He robbed a store of 70 cartons of cigarettes and then proceeded to sell them out of the trunk of his 12-year-old car that he had just bought and he was still in the store's parking lot that he had robbed these cigarettes from. He's up there with the best criminals. Yeah, he's not great. Mm. Uh, he, Mm -hmm. He took a bus out of Dallas to Chicago after being driven to the bus station by his sister. He managed, because of this, he managed to avoid his 42nd arrest in Dallas. Bearing in mind, he is 20, 27 years old at this point. That's a lot of arrests. But yeah. at the same time, like, I feel like, um, what is it Jay and Silent Bob got pulled over for? Um driving with mischief or something like that it's not real crime is it like yeah i feel like i i feel like al capone would be like he's up there with the best (laughs) bring him to myself yeah if you just if you just looked at the arrests the amount of arrests he had then you'd think but then if you look further into it about what he was arrested for then yeah but at the same time you've got to think like actually he's pretty shit criminal because he's getting caught Exactly. I mean, unfortunately, this 40-second arrest that you missed out on this could have changed several people's lives, but his sister should have actually been tried during his fucking trial because she accomplished. she's an accomplice. She got him out of Dodge. Uh, he went to stay with his other sister, Martha, but after a few days, he went back to Monmouth, where he was born, to stay with friends. Now, after just over a month of being in Monmouth, Speck had raped a 65-year-old woman. 65? Yeah. 
Mrs. Virgil Harris. He'd also murdered Mary Kathleen Pierce with a blow to her abdomen that ruptured her liver. Yeah, this isn't a good one, by the way. This is a proper nightmare before Christmas. Uh, like, how hard do you have to hit somebody to rupture their liver? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get any better, so if you're wobbling now, I'd... I'd yeah. He was questioned about oh Mary's God. death as he frequented the bar that she worked at, but he skipped town and headed back to Chicago. Now, when police searched his hotel room in Monmouth, they found jewellery that had been taken during Mrs. Harris's ordeal. Now, this is where the police can't stay, overstate this enough. They dropped the fucking ball. Between April and June in 1966, Speck tried to sign up to the US Merchant Navy. Now, this needed to have him fingerprinted and photographed and have a doctor's exam. So, the police in Monmouth have all this information on him, but they didn't cross-check any records. So, you'd think... Mate, that's how Steve Rogers got into S.H.I.E.L.D. Very true, yeah. You'd think that, I mean, they'd have an APB out for a suspected murderer, a rapist, but... 60s. But clearly he just stood in a doctor's exam and went, I don't like bullies. Yeah. I don't care where they're from. <laughs> yeah. So... And they were like, top dog. <laughs> go. You joined the super soldier program. Uh, so Speck couldn't get a berth on a ship. He lost out some more experienced sailors. Uh, but... When he turned up, the berth was already gone. So on Wednesday, the 13th of July, after his latest knockback, Speak decided to spend the day drinking. He then accosted 53-year-old Ella May Hooper. He took her at knife point back to his room. He raped her and stole her .22 pistol. At 11pm the same day, Speck broke through the window the back of the townhouse, which was a dorm for student nurses. The first door he knocked on, Corazon Amaro answered. She was pushed back into the room by Speck, who was brandishing the stolen twenty-two pistol. He then herded her and Myrtle Garagula and Valentina Passon into a room which three more students were sleeping in. Patricia Matusek, Pamela Wilking, and Nina Joe Schmael. Speck then tied all six girls' wrists behind their back. He would take them out of the room one by one. He would either strangle them in different rooms or slit their throats. Now, while Speck was doing this, committing these crimes, three more nurses arrived back at the house because it was a dorm for nurses and they suffered the same fate. Now, Corazon managed to hide under the bed and whether this was due to Speck losing count, he forgot about her and after six hours of her being hidden under that bed, she managed to escape and alert the police. Now, Speck walked out of that house with eight murders to his name, alongside Mary's death and two rapes from previous. So, 
he was horrible. I mean, he was a fucking dick. Yeah. He was a dick. He was an asshole. He was a fucking person who deserves to die 100%. However, if those eight women had just gone, no, there'd be eight of us and one of you. You got one gun, you can fire it once before we all bum rush you. Then what are you going to do when we shoot you in the dick? It, it's it's all nice and well saying that, but they were student nurses. They were they were not, like eighteen, nineteen <sighs> years of age. I mean, I know, I know. Obviously, everybody's forcefully... terrified. Yeah, yeah, everyone's terrified. But I don't know. I just feel like if I was in that situation, I'd feel like I'm gonna die. He's gonna shoot me in the face, even if he says he's he's gonna let me go. He's not gonna let me go. I'm gonna die. The worst case scenario here is I'm gonna take that fucking twat out with me. I would just like. I feel like I would just go for it because I would think either way I'm going to die I'm going to take him out see, just, like, do you know what I mean? see I don't know I think I mean I can't speak we've never been in that position both of us have never been in that position so we can't really speak no. but I think I think it's the worst case scenario that these women were thinking was that he was going to rape them and then he'd go on his merry way I don't think they ever thought it would come to that I think they thought it's something they could live with being raped I I mean I don't know I'm just I just do you know what I mean when you're in that situation you don't you don't you don't know I don't know because I just like if it was me I would just always like I would never think yeah this like he might just rape me and I might get away a lot I would never think I'm getting out of this alive I, it would just never enter my head. I'm like, they're going to kill me. At, at some point or other, what they do to me in the meantime is just plus to that. I'm going to die. They're going to kill me. They're not going to let me get away. I know what they look like or I know what they sound like or whatever. So I'm going to die either way. This The choice now is when I die. Am I going to die by launching myself at this douchebag and try and take him out with me? Or am I going to die on his terms? Again, yeah. But I think we're from, like, I'm going to say privileged position, but we've had, like, we've had true crime, like, especially us two, but mm. we've had true crime shoved down our throat since since yeah. the 80s, you, 80s, 90s. It's, it's always, there's always a new true crime show out. So it's kind mm. of that fair. In the 60s, it was kind of be free and love do you know what i mean they didn't have this mass media that they do now there wasn't that much of of tabloid reporting so i think it was just this won't happen to me kind of thing more so back then rather than now whereas now i think it's a little bit more we've had the fear instilled in us because of Mm. the reporting that we've got because of the the tv consumption that we have so I think so you just always program to think worst case scenario. Exactly, and I, and I think it, it's a horrible situation the world that we live in is, but it did happen back then. I mean, the only reference point these 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 kind of women have got is probably Jack the Ripper. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like this is before Ted Bundy. This is before Dharma. But maybe it's that's that's maybe it's that's. I mean, yeah, okay. It's not good that everyone now just thinks that there's like a serial killer around every corner but at the same time maybe that is a good thing because then maybe 
less people will be hurt because more people will think more I'm going to die anyway so I'm going to take him out anyway and maybe they'll kill him before he goes on to or kill him or her or them or whatever yeah yeah it whatever before they go on to kill 20 other people you know it, 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 because it, sometimes it is a case of calling your bluff it could you know? be it could be but until and touch wood we're never in that situation but until we're in that situation it's it's not it's unlikely I'll ever be in that situation. I don't leave my house. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. And I keep the doors double locked and chained at all times. And you've got your zombie bag I... ready to go. I've got my zombie bag ready to go. I have a World War One bayonet gun in the hall. I mean, I, it doesn't work, but the rusty bayonet might cause some kind of paper <laughs> cut that might turn nasty. It's an antique. Yeah, and, you know, Dave has a... He has a battle axe that I think is actually a fire poker, but hey, it's heavy. He has that in his room. And, you know, push comes to shove. I've got a really fucking heavy exercise bike. I can try and lob at them or something, you know. I'll find a way. It's fine if they manage to get through the double locks and the chain as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but Speck was arrested two days later after going to hospital when he tried to commit suicide and failed. Now, the doctor recognised the tattoo which Corazon had said he had, and the tattoo was born to be wild. So, original. Yeah. Uh, the doctor called. So what, pre- he so he did all these horrible things and then tried to kill himself. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah. Uh, Doctor called police and he was arrested. Now, during the trial, Speck tried to claim innocence because he had no recollection of the events due to being on drugs. But his fingerprints were all over the house and Corazon actually walked up to him while he was in the dock and pointed him out the killer, pointed him out as the killer. She was standing a few feet away. She looked him in the eyes and she said, this is the man. Now, Speck was convicted of eight counts of murder and he was sentenced to death. But Illinois reassessed the declaration, the, the death penalty, and they decided it was unconstitutional. So he was first given 400 to 1200 years in prison but which is almost exactly the same as being dead yeah as that was a little bit far-fetched and it was appealed they decided that he would only serve 100 to 300 years in oh thank god for that now in 1976 he was denied parole in less than seven minutes of being in front of the parole board because yeah, no. I don't think he should have been even eligible for parole, and ever. No, he was denied parole another six times during his time in prison. Why, when they sentenced him, were they not like, yeah, so here's the thing. You've got like 500 plus years in jail, which means you're never eligible for parole, ever. Because it's 500 years in jail. And unless you're a fucking vampire, you ain't never getting out. Yeah. I think uh, I think having parole is kind of like a human right or, or, or whatever. But, human right me ass. Yeah. 
I mean, like, like we've, I think we've, we've, we've talked about like uh, life tariffs in in the UK in England. I mean, there are only a few people who get life tariffs with no possibility of release. Uh, I've on like eight years. Yeah. It is. It is one of them that is. I don't. I think parole's just a bit stupid. But the spec story doesn't actually end there, though, because he was sent to Stateville Correctional Center. Now, this was a fucking hellscape. In 1988, videos were taken at the prison that showed that the inmates had literally taken over the asylum. Now, prisoners were videoed openly taking drugs. Speck was interviewed while sporting what can only be described as not even man boobs, they're actual boobs. He'd been taken hormone-enhancing drugs that had been smuggled in. Now, why would those be your go-to? You any? You what? What's what's that? We're out of heroin. What about coke? Oh, okay, heroin. We got any weed? What do we got? Estrogen? That sounds good. Why over my way? So basically, he was turned in to the prison bitch, but with boobs because they wanted something to hang on to. That is the only thing that I can imagine. Mm. In the videos, he was videoed performing <laughs> sex acts on other prisoners. And during one interview, he actually admits to killing the nurses and describing in detail what he did. Now, Speck died one day before his 50th birthday due to a heart attack, which is 35 years longer than I think he should have been on this earth. But... Like, you, you can discuss whether it's whether it's nature or nurture but at the end of the day he was enabled by his family his sister drove him out of town when he could have been arrested and maybe something would have been done I don't think it would have been done and it's a lot of what ifs but I don't know when you bring family into it that's where I'm like that's where there's the grey area because it's like if your relative said to you I have to get out of here. Everybody thinks I've done this terrible thing, but I haven't. I haven't. You know me. I haven't done it. You'd be like, of course you haven't fucking done it. Of course I'll drive you to the train station. You would just, unless, you know, they were a complete tool and you'd be like, really? Because you did the last 10 things they said. 100% agree with that, but this was his 42nd. It should have been his 42nd arrest. After the first five, you go... Yeah, true. Like, on yeah, the maybe sixth his one, sister was like, you go... Right, come yeah, on sure. now. You know what I mean? I live in the same town. I watch yeah. the same news and you're always on it. Come on. But, like, I totally, like, crime is wrong. Crime is wrong. However, if, like, my sister said to me, I've been drunk and disorderly and the cops are after me, get me out of Dodge, I'd be like, yeah, no problem kind of thing but if she said i've straight up murdered 19 children and their families and their cats 
friend of dogs, I'd be like, can't help you. Can't not help you here. And you've got like a one and a half second head start before I ring 999 right now. Cause, and then after I ring 999, you've got like a 42 and a half minute head start. Yeah, because they don't so, answer the fucking phones. Uh, yeah. But yeah. <sighs> it depends. No, no, I get it. No, family, know. family is it's a lot closer bond. But this, mm. this, 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 it's... If it was the first offence, the second offence, the third offence, do you know what yeah, I mean? You'd be like, okay, fine, you know you're having a bad time, whatever. But when you're going into double yeah. figures, it's a little bit like... 40 odd, I've yeah, done I'd probably as be much like, as I can for you. You know what I mean? You Ali, need to... Like, yeah. You're on your own. Ali, yeah. you've been making me look bad now, so yeah. mm, you better run for that bus yeah. on, on your own. Your my own reputation you're yeah. fucking ruining, you prick. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. I am not going down in the slammer with you because my hair is too cool to be in prison and I dropped the soap and that is fucking it. And thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was yeah, uh, a wrong gun. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, like, if there's irrefutable evidence that you have done this, Especially if you're going to boast about it as well. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, but you either get the rest of your life, however that long may be, in solitary confinement yeah, yeah, in yeah, a yeah, yeah. six by six cell yeah. for the rest of your days, or you get the death penalty. There's, that's it for me. There's like, there's no, there's no, there's, there's no way, two ways about it. If there's a slightest hint that maybe you didn't do it, even like a 0.5% chance, Fair enough. Like, yeah, yeah, do what you yeah, got to yeah. do. Put yeah. them in for life. But if it's an open and shut, fucking, yeah. I'm sorry, but they he, did it. Like, solitary or death. His fingerprints it. were everywhere, and he like boasted yeah. about it. I mean, the yeah. the the facility that he was sent to, the Stateville, like that was that should have never have happened, and more people should have been brought to task on that. But. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. If you're going to give someone 400 to 12, even uh, 300 years, like even if you're going to go 300 years, you may as well just go, we'll save the taxpayer money and just give him a bullet now and then take him out of back. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's not getting out. So I mean, like, obviously murder and manslaughter is different. So if something happened by accident but it was your fault kind of that's a different kettle of, of course but if you did something in cold-blooded murder that you did just because you felt like it or because you hated that person yep yeah solitary or death yeah yeah i i, I think again it's like yeah i agree there's too many i mean we look at all the serial killers now and they're all you know i'm 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 literally i'm i'm playing a game right now that literally they were talking earlier on in the game where they were saying that everybody remembers a serial killer everybody remembers the killer nobody nobody remembers the detectives that caught them or the police that caught them nobody Mm. writes any movies about them nobody writes any documentaries about them everybody only remembers the serial killers and that's so true so why why are we doing that? Why not we why don't we just throw them into the death sentence or like 
Put them in a in solitarian, leave them to their own devices. This is it. I mean, we do glorify them nowadays. We shouldn't glorify them. Yeah, 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 no, we've got damn, you've got people, like, even though we say we're going to do merch on it, but you've got, uh, you've got, like, fanboys for Dharma and Bundy. Like, when, when, fucking, when Bundy came out and Zac Efron was playing him, all the incels got pissed off because he was too handsome. And it's like, you're missing the point of what he actually did, aren't you there? That's... This is what I mean, but we're still like, look at your Ed Kempers yeah. and your your David Berkowitz. Like, they're still giving interviews, you know yeah. what I mean? And they're yeah. still getting publicity. And but we're doing that and we're glorifying them. Like, yeah. And I know that we uh, are like me and you we are, are no, but because but because we're interested in we're shameless what makes them do that and their psychology yeah as opposed to because we think they're fucking cool yeah you know, oh yeah he can get away with killing so many people no it's because what makes them tick yeah but if people stop doing that and they stop giving them that recognition and just when yeah what's that you killed however many people yeah. sorry yeah. ed kemper but bullet to the brain and that's it we never hear from him again yeah they wouldn't be famous and yeah indeed i mean and if we didn't have this to talk about we we wouldn't talk so uh we would talk about my people things like mermaids and you know aliens and things like that on that bombshell this has been the last ever M.O. <laughs> podcast. It's not really. Uh, it's not really. He's uh, lying. He can't cope without me. With me, Consummation San. And me, Atreya. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we shall see you next time. Bye. Merry Christmas. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast.